We're joined here by my good friend, Andrew Kofod, all the way in Vegas. How you doing, Kofod? Long time no see. Long time no see, long time no chat. It's great to be here. Love the show. I'm glad to be a part of it today. Very excited. Yeah, good Kofod is a big time college football guy. I feel like uh, you love college football. I, look, I love the Bills. It's my favorite team. But in terms of sports, college football is head and shoulders above the NFL for me. I love college football. Right. I think just college overall. I think when I was reading one of your blogs, you had rated March Madness above the Super Bowl. Yeah, especially since moving out to Vegas. The, that mm -hmm. March Madness is such an incredible experience mm -hmm. going to the casinos and betting it. And then I did go to, a, to the Final Four a couple years ago when I was in Phoenix. And after that, I was sold on the Final Four. It's just an amazing event to be in person. So I definitely love college basketball more the past few years. And speaking of you being in Vegas, you and I talk on Twitter a lot, and you tend to be pretty good with your college football picks when it comes to gambling. Yeah, I wish my wallet was a little better at that. <laughs> I mean, I always, I always take into consideration what, what you tweet, so. It, it took me forever to jump on the LSU bandwagon. I kept thinking, well, Bama will beat them. Well, Clemson will probably cover. And, you know, Burrow and LSU same. last year were just a machine. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, and then LSU going into Alabama and winning that game, I mean. And they dominated, too. Yeah. That was a shootout, but, yeah, they did. Yeah, um, I guess since we're on the Vegas topic anyway, um, how, how have things been out there as far as uh, sports-wise? I know uh, – Oakland is now in Vegas. They got the new stadium. Uh, what's yeah. going on with that? Yeah, Stadium. It's, it's such a massive structure when you see. You drive past on the highway. It's just a little past the strip. And it really does look like the Death Star from Star Wars or whatever. But there's a little controversy. Um, they are still working on it. They're still trying to get it finished. The original date was July. Now they're hoping to get it done by August. Um, so far, there's been 16 positive cases of coronavirus from workers working at the stadium because, I mean, it's hard to social distance when you're doing construction. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's been controversial. And just overall, it's just such a weird vibe not having things to gamble on or sports out here. You know, I was so happy we had the draft last week to watch it. When they panned out and they showed that live image of Vegas in the strip and no one was there. Like, that devastated me because this was going to, you know, being out here, this is going to be the biggest party ever. And to not have that, it's definitely been some weird vibes out here the past couple months without sports. Yeah, it's kind of a shame they didn't have that there. I was excited to see the boat raft out to the stage. Oh, to get the draft picks. Not yeah. And you know some player was going to get in trouble the night before hanging out. Yeah. With and then yeah. during the draft, Goodell, he said, well, we're bringing the draft back in 2020. No, you're and not. I'm like – what? And then finally someone said 2022. So I'm glad they're going to come back in a couple of years and hopefully, you know, knock on wood by then everything's fine and we can have a draft out here in Vegas. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the bills do play in Vegas this year. Um, and the schedule does come out May 9th, which is uh, Saturday. So if the schedule comes out, cause I mean, I was all excited to come out and see you, man. Oh yeah, for sure. So, yeah. But now, go ahead, uh, Nolan. Yeah, I mean, who knows now? I mean, do you take the risk and buy the ticket when this – I mean, tickets are going to be cheap. 
Um, so you want to buy them ahead of time, but I hope it's a winter game. I hope I hope it's like late in the season. So yeah, push push it wait. back. Yeah, during the cold weather time, we can all go, you know, cross country to see it in the warm weather. Yeah, yeah but do you knows? take do you take the risk? Do you take the gamble, like like Vegas would, and do you yeah. buy the ticket on May 9th? No, like, you, no, oh, you wait, you wait to see what what happens. <laughs> Come on, you can't buy it. I'm gonna buy it. Can you see a scenario where September there might not be fans for a while? Now it might vary from stadium to stadium and state to state, but I could certainly see that scenario. And another controversial thing out here is parking. To try to figure out how you're gonna have all this parking with this right. new stadium. I was gonna ask Chicago. you about that. And like now with everything gauge. shut down, I, that makes it even worse. I could see it being a complete cluster. You know what? and the Raiders are trying to figure out, hey, how do we do parking? How do we do this? How do we do that? Because they don't have the time to develop it now. I was thinking about that, too. If, if the Bills moved their stadium downtown, like, yeah. they had enough trouble with the Sabres game. Imagine 70,000 fans. Like, right. where are you going to park? And just getting in and out of there is going to be a mess. And then tailgating's kind of a whole different ballgame. I don't – they probably don't even have tailgating in Vegas, right? I wouldn't imagine. There, there was – an article uh, from our newspaper review journal basically saying tailgate might not be a thing this year. Like if it's just figuring out parking itself and trying to get that through that and then easing your way to get fans into it, you know, tailgating might have to be a thing that's like non-existent this year. It, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because yeah. I mean a tailgate, I can tell you from experience for Golden Knights games, because the T-Mobile Arena is literally right next to the New York, New York Casino and across from MGM. It's amazing. You're, you can basically tailgate in a casino, gamble all you want, and then go to the game. And outside, they have this great town like, uh, square right by the arena, so you get a little bit of everything. I know. So, it's just I, a show just to walk by. And yeah. I can't imagine the, the Bills fans, because you know how well we travel, and I know a ton of people were planning on going to the Vegas game. Like, oh, yeah, the like, hell I, we I would raise. I've been to two Sabres Vegas. games out here when they played the Golden Knights, and I would say it was 60 40 Sabres fans. And Golden Knights are great fans, yeah. they sell out every game. But when the Sabres came to town, it was majority Sabres fans in the building. Yeah, and I have heard Sabres fans are like, Man, we should do our stadium like Vegas does. Like, we like, but Buffalo isn't Vegas, we don't have no. a strip, it's we don't have a strip. That people can no, walk absolutely. down and that people are just, you know, it's just, it's a different cult. It's a whole different setup. Absolutely. So. When, when you go to the Golden Knights games, it's basically going to a party and then, oh, by the way, there's a hockey game. Yeah, it's yeah, like a show, game. right? They, yeah, like, The absolutely. halftime show is like, they have like a magician and shit like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like they Which have these big, awesome. big, uh, right. huge production before the game. A guy comes out in a sword and he takes out of the ice, like, you know, it's stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, so with that football season coming out, because like, apparently everyone just keeps saying NFL's going according to schedule. We still plan on starting in September. Um, I don't know with OTAs and training camp how that's going to be affected. You can't really do virtual workouts for training camp. And this kind of stinks because now Josh Allen isn't getting those reps with digs. And this is the time where you're supposed to be working on your chemistry coming up. So... But, I mean, all teams got to deal with it. It just kind of stinks that now we have uh, a weapon um, and Josh can't really get his relationship going with him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead, Troy. Yeah, I mean, it, 
it's good that it's coming on his third year and Diggs is, you know, already a veteran already. I feel like he'll be able to slip in and do fine. It's a lot better than us getting a rookie quarterback out of the draft with whole new players that he's never met. Like Josh already has his system and I'm sure him and Diggs could, Diggs could work something out where they can get together and throw um, where it's like a limited, limited amount of people. So I'm not too worried about that. I mean, I do see what you're saying, but I'd be much more worried if we had a rookie quarterback or, you know, an inexperienced team. Yeah, and the fact is the NFL has been very fortunate that they're the one league that hasn't had to cancel games because they're not in season. So mm-hmm. they still got time. It is May now. So hopefully July, August, you can at least get together and get something going. And the fact that the, the majority of the Bills core is together, that, that's a big two. You know, you're right, Troy. If it was Allen's first year, I'd be like, oh, boy, what a way yeah. to get a rookie involved. But he's been around. He's been on the block. He's clearly the leader of the team. And I think Diggs is going to embrace this role. He wanted to get the heck out of Minnesota. That was clear as day. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for it. I love the trade. Um, so hopefully, you know, the NFL will benefit that they've still got time to figure out everything before the actual season starts. And that includes OTAs and training camp. Can you imagine if this was this all started in September? <sighs> Corona. Oh, my oh. God. And you had to cancel a football season. Oh. I would, I'd be in jail for murder. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it might still happen. I, mean, I was I was heartbroken by March Madness getting canceled. I, was, I love March Madness, but man, I keep trying to not. forget that that happened. I mean, it's it's crazy that we just skipped right over March Madness. Isn't yeah. it? Isn't it bad how like normal this feels now? It's like there's yeah, no sports, and it's just like you're stuck in Groundhog Day, and now it's almost to the point where it feels normal. Dude, we had yeah, the draft. We had the draft, old, and I couple games on today to watch on TV or something. It's you know, it, you're right. It's it's definitely getting too normal. It's yeah. scary. I need things to gamble on. Like, <laughs> I was I gambled on the draft for the first time ever, and I mean, I'm my other buddies are talking about watching Chinese ping pong to gamble on stuff like that. It's, it's driving. I, I want baseball. Do something like that. <laughs> yeah, I would love some baseball. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, so NFL, like I said, on track to start, but they are talking about possibly moving college football back into February, which is an interesting take. I personally don't think I would love it, but it might be something to, like, try out for a year. Um, So things that might mean would be football all year, which would be kind of nice. But at the same time, do you get burnt out with football, like, Probably not, but see with the XFL, obviously the skill is not there, but they're worried about burnout a little bit. Um, NFL games, maybe they start on Saturday. Um, so would you guys be for or against games on Saturday for the NFL? Troy? Um, it would be weird. I, I don't know if I would be against it because I'll take what I can get, but I mean, it would be weird I guess it would be smart. They, what would they do? Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Monday? They would they just every day of the week is football primetime games. Good. I yeah. mean, and speaking of that, we're gonna get some weird um, combinations of sports going on. Like, there's gonna be makeup baseball games and March Madness moved to July and hockey going on and football maybe. And there's just gonna be like, are they doing? They're not. March Madness is not happening. Oh, that's done. That's well, done. 
at some happen. point, college <laughs> basketball has to come back. College basketball come back, but yeah, March. I just feel like we're gonna get a weird, yeah, yeah we're gonna get a weird mix of sports that we're not used to. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be no, for sure. Like weird. NBA is gonna be pushed back, and they're trying to figure out how to do that. They might play all those games in Vegas. I think they're gonna go to Disney World. That seems Ooh. the viable option because the, the only problem with out here in Vegas is there's not enough courts if you right. want to do multiple games at a time. So what I've been reading is it seems like they're going to go to Disney World because obviously you got a partnership with ABC and ESPN. Yeah. Plus, right. I'm sure ESPN will be very nice to TNT and let them have games as well. Mm-hmm. And you can you don't have to have all the teams. That's the thing. You know, baseball's in trouble because they got to figure out, hey, how can we have a whole season? How many how many games it is? NBA, you just got to get to playoffs. So you're already eliminating what 12 teams, 13 teams. So you just got to get playoff teams. You can shorten the first round to five games, which it should be anyway. It was much better when it was best of five. Yep. You, you quarantine them. You lock them down in Disney World. They have that sports facility with hundreds of courts. And that way it's not these big arenas where it seems so empty. So I, I think that's what they're going to do. I don't think yeah, it's going to be – NBA Vegas. players has come out and said that they, they're not going to be able to just start playoffs. Like they're saying, like, we need at least ten no. games. So warm. Well, you know what? We need I, I get what the NBA players are saying, but the time of fairness is over. Like, yeah, it's a good point. If they say, "Hey, you got to play games. You got to play games." You know, I can remember when the NBA had the the lockout, lockout. in 1999, and they missed the first part of the season. And the one player I can spe- specifically think of is Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp was an amazing player with the Sonics. He then got traded to Cleveland in 1999. He came out. He was fat, and he was mm-hmm. so out of shape because he just ate and ate when he was in lockout, and he was never the same player again. All right. So I'm sure something like that might happen to a player that we know. But hey. We need games. So, you know, I don't want to hear NBA players saying, well, we need a month, we need six weeks. No, if it's time to play. You know, <laughs> yeah, play for play. play so I can watch you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're dying to play too. No, oh, and absolutely. I'm sure they're all playing in their home courts and working on their game, working on getting ready for well, it. Like, it's not like they're – LeBron, LeBron's it ready. Like, I see him training every day on Instagram. He's got yeah, a little he, scare master and everything. He's the, one, he's the one I'm referring to that says that they need 10 warm-up games that they want to even consider thinking about playoffs. So I do think the NBA will come back at some point. They just got to figure out a system to get games going. But going back to your point earlier, Nolan, about college football. So I've been reading into it. To me, the SEC is saying we're playing the fall. And, you know, I'm not going to get political on here, but clearly the South in our country right now is more opening things up to let people do things than the rest of the country. So there's no doubt in my mind that the SEC is playing in the fall whether that's with fans or no fans, they're going to play. In fact, uh, Commissioner Greg Sankey of the SEC said, hey, we're going to play. If other conferences can't play, if Notre Dame, Notre Dame's AD said, hey, I can't imagine having games in, uh, with no fans, okay, Notre Dame, bye. I think the SEC is going to play in the fall. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Big 12, like Texas and Texas A&M have already said they're playing and they're going to have campus in the fall. So I, specifically in the South, I think we're going to have college football. We just is might not SEC, have every team this SEC year. They might have Can they just say we're going to do whatever we want? And I don't care what you say. The NCAA doesn't have the power to stop them. What does, what's the structure going to be? Let's say the that? president steps in and says, no, you can't you do that. You think he's going to tell the SEC to stop? No way. No way. That helps the economy. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's going to support right. it all the way. So I think the SEC is going to play. I think, like I said, most of the Big 12 will play and probably the ACC. And then we'll have to go case by case from there. Yeah, and Kofi, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what sort of structure in a in a college football playoff system would there be when maybe half these teams aren't even playing or 
having games. Are they going to do separate? They're going to like make it a whole new league, a whole new title. You know, that's a great question. Maybe let's say the SEC is playing and the ACC and the Big 12, but only a handful of Pac-12 teams, maybe like a handful of Big 10, whatever it might be. Yeah. They might just say, hey, let's get together and let's figure out a playoff system for teams, eight teams, whatever it is. They might be able to get a little more creative. It might be interesting to see, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously going to always have an asterisk on whoever wins the whole thing, but it'd be yeah, interesting as long as to see playing, how they're playing. And if they do do an eight-team or 16-team sort of playoff system, maybe an extended amount of time um, earlier in the season, then maybe it'll kind of pave the way to future college football playoffs. Yeah, I could see that. You know, similar to how it looks like if the NBA does come back, it's going to have to push the regular season further along next year, probably to Christmas right? and late to August. I think that would be better anyway. Yeah, I think that would be cool. You know, why not have opening day of the NBA be on Christmas Day? That'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. It might be kind of nice to see how baseball works if they do shorten the season. If this is like an eye-opener and says, we don't need 180-some games. Well, I they, like split, the they split up the division or the conferences? Yeah, I love or, that. Yeah, that's cool. That have New York, long. have the East Coast teams <laughs> play each other, have Chicago, the yeah. White Sox clubs play each other. That, I mean, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So, I'll – what was I going to say? So with college football, if it is moved back, let's say, let's say SEC agrees to move back if that's more teams involved, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Um, so do you then have the NFL draft, kind of like with the NBA draft, where it's like a couple of weeks after the season? Do you push it back? Yeah, do you yeah, still you have, have the combine? Like all this it, stuff. That is weird to think about, like how, how the – this – even the NBA draft, like they didn't get to see any of these players in the in the no. March Madness. No, they're not going to have it because the, the NBA draft is technically like that happens like right after the NBA finals, right? So yeah. like with the lottery and the ping pong balls and all that, so that's going to have to get pushed back. Obviously, I mean, unless they pick before the finals is over, but then you don't. How do you see the teams? Open tryouts. Open tryouts. And well, I think it goes. <laughs> it's it's going to go back to the old days. Where will they get know, to pick the, where they want to go? Well, in the 1940s, like 1950s, when you just it was what you saw in person or on film, like that's it, and you can do like a Zoom call like this and see if you can get to know yeah, that. Better. That makes sense, but I'm just saying if you were if you were to draft it before the NBA Finals even happened, do you just take the standings as they are now because you're not going to have a championship, so you don't know who's like technically the yeah last. that's it, yeah it's, it's yeah a, everything's it's weird. kind of just a big gamble now. Because, like, obviously, I, you would imagine, like, the Bucks or the Lakers would pick later, and, like, Golden State is going to pick first-ish. Right. It's Golden State. I mean, I... <laughs> they're, they're, they're like the Indianapolis Colts of the NBA. Oh, yeah, they're going to be back. You know, when, when things get back to normal, they'll be back in it next year with the Splash Brothers. They're, yeah, they're going to have the first one play. year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's see. Some news did happen this week. Um, so the Cowboys picked up Andy Dalton. Um, so he's heading back to Texas. Uh, he played at TCU. TCU. Um, Purple Horned Frogs. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. I think Rose Bowl. Do this thing. Let me do one of these. Horns up. No, nah, not horns down. <laughs> horns up. They do something with horns. Yeah. I lived in TCU for like three months. Yeah, but Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, 
Andy Dalton, he's it's not he's not going to start or anything. They love Dak over there. They do love Dak, but do they do they do this move to kind of give him the middle finger and say, "Hey, man, if you're not going to take the contract we're giving you, we got a guy here that'll play." I think he's there to kind of teach Dak, but um, there's no way that they would take Dak out and put in Andy Dalton. Yeah, it's it's just great value as a backup quarterback. And yeah. look, backup quarterbacks are so important in the NFL. Um, that's not breaking news, but. You know, one thing I was thinking about, let, whenever, let's, let's say the NFL does start normally in September, couldn't you see, until there's a vaccine, couldn't you see a scenario in sports where, hey, so-and-so is questionable this week with coronavirus? Yeah. Don't let him <laughs> even mean, in the stadium. I mean, right? Like, yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, you're right. It's stupid, so, but you're right. Like, that's why I think, you know, for example, the Bills getting from, I like that move. I, you know, Matt Barkley's a nice guy, but I think from's yeah. got talent. If you can develop, good. That's I why I think Jalen Hurts was a great pick by the Eagles. Like you, you need talent as a backup quarterback now more than ever because the, the future is uncertain. Is that worth a second-round pick? If you use him as a Taysom Hill, because he is a great athlete, and the one thing you could see when he was at Bama and at Oklahoma, great character, great leader, the way he handled the two Oh, you're talking Hurts. Awesome. I thought you were talking about Andy Dalton being like a – No, 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 Hurts. Andy Dalton being No, like... I think the Hurts pick was great for the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Okay, so – Let's get to that because that was one thing you disagreed <laughs> with with me and Nolan on our last podcast was um, you like the Hurts pick and you like Jordan Love. Love. Yeah. So but on the second and third round, I mean, is well, especially when the you're Eagles. the Packers. Let's, we'll look at the Packers. Okay. They so desperately needed a skill player, more specifically wide receiver, for Aaron Rodgers, who thought that that's who they were going to get, and then they go ahead and get his backup in the second round. Just like when Brett Favre was getting towards the end of his career in the late 30s, they draft this uh, quarterback out of Cal University by the name of Aaron Rodgers and let him sit by the bench. Let me give you another scenario. But they didn't and, need a wide but, receiver as badly as the Packers do now. Now, that's where they should have got one in the second round. I'm not as much in love with the A.J. Dillon pick, the, the running back from Boston College. Yeah, that didn't make there any were, sense either. There were plenty of receivers available. So that's, you know, you can question that. But to me, I love the Jordan Love pick. You know, tell Are you going to compare Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers, though? I, I think there's potential there. I, I do. First round. Yeah, sure. No. Um, doesn't, doesn't this sound no. familiar? A quarterback from a Mount West conference who didn't necessarily put up the best stats, but has all the talent in the world and seems to be a good guy, a team traded up in the first round to get him. Doesn't that sound familiar, Nolan? Josh Allen. Yeah, Jordan Love. Yeah, but he – Josh Allen was put there – like, he started that year. Yeah, but that wasn't designed to begin with. Well, if we had Aaron Rodgers on our team, then he wouldn't we be started. We Aaron Rodgers. No, that, that makes it even better of a uh, pick, in my oh. mind. Yeah, he, I mean, I, I, I hear what Kofod's saying. They saw a guy they liked. They didn't want to let him go, even though they had All their All I know is the Packers have had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks play the last, what, 30 years? They total, probably know what they're doing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit hey. of the doubt. I get. And you never know. Like, Rodgers has been hurt the past few years. And while everyone could say, oh, boy, Rodgers is going to retire a Packer. I mean, look at Tom Brady. Look at you know, Joe Montana. A lot, of the t- a lot of times these quarterbacks, they, they don't finish with the same team. I don't think he will retire a Packer. No. So, uh, th- to me, that makes it even a, a better draft pick. Well, I think now. He might have. Not now. 
But, you know, I thought Tom Brady would retire a Patriot, so who knows. Speaking of Tom Brady and the Patriots, I'm looking at the Vegas odds here. Who will win more games, the Tampa Bay Bucks or the New England Patriots? Tampa Bay at minus 165, New England at plus 140. So Tampa Bay being the favorite there. I don't know. Tampa Bay's got a, a tougher division, I feel like. Yeah, but the, the our schedule and the Patriots' schedule is tough this year. Plus, Tom Brady's got some weapons, man. Yeah, I like Tampa. I think they're going to be good. I, I do. You know, obviously, what we talked about with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, it's going to be tough for Brady not to be able to work out with these guys, even though the way he's acting in Tampa, he might just break into somebody's house or go into a park and do it. Yeah. But, you know, Gronk's <laughs> – Gronk's going to be motivated, obviously. You know, Mike Evans is a stud. Chris Godwin's a stud. Godwin, I, think yeah. Arians is, I think Arians is a good coach. You know, he, he did very well with Carson Palmer and Fitzgerald and, and with the Cardinals. So, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think Tampa could win that division and beat out the Saints even. You got the Saints and the Falcons. I know the Falcons weren't the best. Yeah, the Falcons are always a tease. They're the, they're the, the guys that have uh, – they have, like, their whole starting offense is first round. Uh, picks. Did you see that? It's like the first time in history. Oh, really? Yeah, really Julio Jones. Like on paper, they always look great. Yeah, yeah. In reality, uh. yeah, I just feel like, yeah, but that well, they that would be a team. Last year. Yeah, I think in the dome. So like they, they're so up and down. Like I don't know. They have they like they have the potential to be good, but I guess they're not a threat. To, and the Carolina's not going to be a threat. So. Yeah, no. you could see Tampa Bay winning that division. Drew Brees is getting old too, so him and Tom Brady have well, yeah, James James down, so Yeah, they got Jameis. And I he was, got LASIK I, surgery. He got LASIK surgery. You can see now. You can see street <laughs> signs and license plates. Yeah. And linebackers. <laughs> linebackers. Hopefully. Well, uh, he, uh, well, I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater stepped in and did pretty good. Um so, yeah, I mean, Jameis might have to step in, too. Drew Brees is old. I mean, he might. I would just love it if the Saints, just like how they draw up plays for Taysom, I would just love it if one for time they, they just bring in Jameis to say, just throw it 60 yards down. <laughs> yeah. Just throw it deep. To Mike Evans, yeah. Taysom. Or, yeah. sorry, uh, Taysom Hill. Michael Thomas. Taysom wants to be a starter, though. Yeah, and he will. You know, the Saints are an established franchise. They, they, they just gave him a new contract. He's, he's the future, but he doesn't have to be the present. Let Drew Bleak. Drew Brees. Let Drew Brees start, and if something happens to Brees, he gets hurt or whatever, or, you know, then you put in Jameis, and then if Jameis isn't struggling, then you put in Taysom. You know, the, yeah, the Saints did it perfectly Taysom, last year with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know if Taysom's you know? the future of New Orleans. I mean, they're going to give him a shot. You know, yeah, that, that's, but you know who has more completions to the Saints than Taysom? Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. <laughs> oh. Ten. Ten. That's why it was a good sign. I do. I love Taysom Hill. I love him. And that's why, you know, going back to Jalen Hurts, that's why I think it's a great pick by the Eagles. I, I'm a believer in Doug Peterson. You know, any guy who can beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl like he did, you know. Yeah, and then, with a bunch of backups and third stringers. Yeah, and then the next season when Nick Foles came in, they, they, they should have won that playoff game against the Saints. They had it there in the end and lost it. Yeah. And then, you know, this year with everything going on, and they made the playoffs again. You know, it wasn't a pretty division. Well, and Wentz, Wentz gets hurt in the first half. Yeah. So, so it's me. beat the Seahawks, I would say. I, I love the pair. I think Hurts can be a weapon for them on offense. Yeah, with Wentz getting hurt all the time, I mean, I see it. I just – it's a second round. I feel – I guess you grab the guy that's the best available at that spot if quarterbacks yeah. like me for you guys, but well, we'll see how it plays out. I saw 
It's not like I hate the pick, but it confuses me a little. Um, but only time will tell, hopefully. Yeah, um, and so also the Buffalo Bills over-under on wins is eight and a half. A team that has the same exact over-under, over, Cleveland really? Browns, eight and a half. Who do you think has more? Really? Cleveland Browns or the Buffalo Bills? Buffalo Bills. Bills, but I do think the Browns are going to be better this year. I, mean, I, think I think the Browns will be better. They stunk last year. It's hard to be. Yeah, worse I think they had a tough schedule, year. and obviously the expectations were way too high. Isn't that yeah. crazy how high they got? And they still are like eight and a half games. That's still high. They're no, but they, they were like, what were their odds last year on the Super Bowl? Like, as they were like third, got, yeah. I think in Vegas there was more money bet on the Browns to win the Super Bowl in Vegas than any other team. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. But now I hear all the same stuff. Oh, Baker's got so many weapons. There's no. I was like, you guys were saying that last year. It's like the Cowboys. Everyone, for for whatever reason, people think the Cowboys have a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I'm not gonna lie. Cowboys I, are gonna I win. Like, I, I did love the CD Lamb pick. To me, he was a top ten player. Oh yeah, he's, that was a good. Pick. He's available there at seventeen. You had to get him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, what do you? Uh, so yeah, I would take the Bills. They they have. Like their division, they should win all their division games. Maybe, maybe not New England in New England, but I feel like the Jets are just a train wreck right now. I mean, I, Tua. I think Miami needs like a couple of years. They're kind of like what the Bills were in a like th- two, three seasons. Yeah, ago. but you you know, as long as Fitz is there, Fitz is always a problem because yeah, I mean, you I'm get when you get the good Fitz magic, wins. it's scary. I'm not saying they're guaranteed wins, but I could easily see us winning. All of our division games. Well, I think yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if we won all of our. I'd be more surprised if we lost half or lost half of them than won all of them. I would be more surprised if we lost half. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I mean, the rest of the schedule is tough. It's still Bill Belichick, and we're going to New England. Um, That defense good for New England. Yeah, defenses has lost some players though. Their linebackers went down to Miami. That's Um, true. I still think our defense guys and. I mean, they still got a good secondary. They got Stephon Gilmore. We're going to have yeah, a huge offensive year this year, though. Like, we better. Yeah. yeah. Our defense, not worried at all about our offense, has to step up. Like, has to do better than last year. And we've made the playoffs last year. So, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that um, that guy from the Saints there was AJ Klein. What's his name? AJ Klein? Yes. He from the Saints? Yeah. So I'm hoping he, like, kind of steps in at a linebacker role because that is one position I thought we might have left open a little bit with Lorenzo leaving and mm-hmm. like yeah. our, rush, our rush defense wasn't the greatest last year so I'd like a guy that can kind of step up and fill the gaps and hold. I Sean McDermott said he reminds him a lot of Luke Keekley. I know they started off together so I'm hoping he kind of steps in and fits in Sean McDermott. I, I take that yeah take yeah that. so if he, if he steps in and fits in McDermott's system and it was kind of refreshing this week. Uh, McDermott was talking about how he is a defensive-minded coach, but he doesn't want to overload the defense. He wants to be more balanced. That's why he felt like he had to go out and get some skills players on offense. So that was kind of refreshing to hear because um, I love having a good defense, but, like, you can't win games if you're not scoring points. So, No, and to me, the model now is the Chiefs. You know, it used to be for a while, right. for a long time, the model was you got to beat the Patriots. So get that defensive line, have a good run game. That's gone. Now it's, hey, you got to score points. Yeah, you, you know? got to be fast. And you got to be fast. And that's what, you know, to me. Ravens. The Ravens, you know, I, I like what the Bills did with their the draft. draft. Yeah. But the Chiefs are the model you have to, you have to go right. after now. Yeah, I agree. So to me, the Bills are building to that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that is the thing to talk about. And a couple of, I mean, McDermott met with the press this week. I mean, he's talked a lot. He talked about Josh Allen and uh, Stefan Diggs um, and how he's expecting them to work things out. They're both professionals. Um, but he went over a couple of guys, likes all the moves that we made. Uh, I, we keep bringing in guys from Carolina, which I think is good. They already know his style. And that's uh, if we don't, if we are stuck in this corona, it's good for them to just step in. So, yeah. I liked everything he said. Um, it's good to hear. Kofa, what rookie are you most excited to watch this year? For the Bills or in general? Uh, the Bills. The Bills, you know, you called it, Nolan. The, the defensive end from Iowa, A.J. Epinesa. Is that how you say it? Yep, I believe so. Epinesa. Still learning. That was, that was a great call by you when you said in the first or second episode that that was a guy Thank you targeted. Yeah, tip of the cap to you. You know, it, from everything that you, you I've read and the highlights, it seems like this is a guy that's going to come in. He might not be the most talented D end out there. He's not a Chase Young, but he's going to be productive. He's going to make plays. So I'm excited about him for sure. Um, Zach Moss, too. I know Utah's in the Pac-12, but to me, they still got that chip on their shoulder, like Mount West mentality, like a TCU as well. So mm-hmm. a guy like Zach Moss, just the way you watched him run, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't going out of bounds. He was trying to make plays, you know, run the ball downfield. So I love those two, first two picks that we got. Yeah. Yeah, the young backfield that we're going to have, man. Like, they're all going to have energy, all going to be fast <laughs> guys. Like, Josh Allen running the ball. Like, I'm excited for our running game. And yeah. to me, the, t- the two receivers that we got, good. Hopefully, to me, if one of them hits. Yeah, just one of them. Exactly. You know, That's just what one like. of them. I am very excited about the guy from Oregon State. Like, the more I watch him, the more I love him. And he drops so low. I'm going to be rooting for him big time this year. In the stat I saw, Isaiah Hodgins, he had 12 red zone targets last season for Oregon State. He caught the ball each time. I mean, that's what I need. You know, for especially a guy like Josh Allen, throw over the top to Isaiah Hodgins in the end zone, let's go. Yeah. You no, know, it was such a refreshing thing last year. Like our red zone offense was so, so good. Much better than what it had been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least we were a threat. Um, it just, yeah, it just felt so much better. And I guess that's what they worked on, like extensively. This red zone offense, red zone offense. So yeah, we just no mistakes, no turnovers. Like yeah, that's the that's most the deflating thing ever is when you're about to score and you turn the ball over. And right. we we never we would never turn the ball over in the red zone. Hardly ever. So I guess going back to our division. Um, so I mean, obviously we got Josh Allen, we got Sam Darnold, um, either Tua or Fitzpatrick. Um, who do you guys see being the Patriots quarterback? Do you think it's that Stidman guy stepping in? Um, do you think they get somebody in free agency? I don't even know who's left. There's like Cam Newton and not a chance. They're not getting Cam Newton. Can't I can't see Cam Newton with Bill Belichick. No way. Yeah. He'd have to play for like a million dollars for one year. Well, just the personality itself, you know, I, I, there's, I'd be shocked to my core if the Patriots signed Cam Newton. That just seems like the, the most unlike Patriot player out there. I feel like he's not even going to play this year. Like he, I don't even know what was going on last year. He didn't play at all. He's got it's some sort hurt. of mental problems. <laughs> they said he might sit until somebody gets hurt and they need somebody. Yeah, to find him. yeah that could happen. So. Well, going back to your question, Nolan, I think it's going to be Stidham. It, it, it seems like not only that the Patriot coaching staff and Belichick likes him, but the players. They the, go fans, back to last, the fans. The fans are excited to, about him. Yeah. The players last year in practice, like Stephen Gilmore said, hey, this guy can play. Yeah. So I heard the I, same it seems thing. like it's going to be Stidham. And, you know, I, 
in Auburn, he was okay. Like, I, I didn't think he was a bad quarterback. He had his moments in Auburn. They nearly got to the, the college football playoff when he played there. So he's certainly, you know, someone to, that could be a possible the next great quarterback for the Patriots. Hopefully not, but yeah, yeah, hopefully I could, they stink. Yeah. Well, do they stink bad <laughs> enough where they tank and get um, what's his face from Clemson? Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence from Clemson. Yeah. Or I'll tell you, Justin Fields from Ohio State. That that, that guy's a stud. True. Too. I think those are going to be the two of the first three picks next year. I don't think the Patriots would be that bad. Bill Belichick ain't tanking. I mean, if you Trevor know. Lawrence, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. Like, this guy's – he's legit. I mean, I, I, love, I love both guys. I went to the Fiesta Bowl between Clemson and Ohio State, and Lawrence was just getting beaten so bad early on. He just got that up, and he, he led that comeback. I didn't think they were coming back. It looked like Ohio State was ready to blow them out. Yeah. So, I'm definitely a big Trevor Lawrence fan. Yeah, yeah I lost some money on that game. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and the Patriots said it came out that they are higher on that Stidham or Stidman than they were on Garoppolo. That's high praise because they were very high on Garoppolo. Yeah, so I don't know if it's them just, you know, playing the game and showing they got confidence in their guy. Pretending um, like they're not freaking out when they really are. Well, they must have, <laughs> they must really believe in him because I, you know, they didn't I thought, draft okay, they're going to get Andy back. Dalton. They didn't get Andy Dalton. I thought, right. okay, they're going to draft somebody. They didn't draft anybody. So they must exactly. really love Stidham. Well, it definitely didn't work out how they were playing on it because they got Garoppolo. That didn't work out. They got uh, – uh, what's the guy that ended up in Indy? Uh, See, I, I disagree. Garoppolo worked out. And this, or they got this, the trade value for him. And this is going to go back to my Jordan Love that. point. When the Patriots got Garoppolo, that pissed off Tom Brady. Yeah. And so that much. put extra That's motivation. That's what they wanted. And what had happened, he won two Super Bowls. So going back to my, you know, my last Jordan Love point, Rodgers is going to be pissed off. Okay, well, if Rodgers goes on – I don't think you're going to get the, Packers, the same result as Rodgers. Rodgers – doesn't hasn't doesn't have the same mentality as Brady. I mean, Brady will want to work to prove you wrong. He's gonna want to. Rogers is gonna want to pout and and cry and say, he's, oh, he's an here you go, play like that. I I don't know. I I, I think Rogers still got some good games left in. <laughs> oh, for I sure. Agree. Yeah. I agree. Rogers is still a very good quarterback, but I don't know. Well, I mean, Garoppolo got to the Super Bowl last year. Hey, lost. Yeah, I don't, he had. Much I lost money on that one. <laughs> Yeah, he, I won money on that. I don't know. These quarterbacks, you know, they're such an important position, and that's why you need two. These teams are so like eager to get one. I mean, because Garoppolo signed that like huge deal, didn't he? Oh yeah, like one hundred twenty-five million or something. Right. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, it was one hundred thirty something. But like, he paid Tannehill too. Yeah, and like. I mean, all those guys like Kirk Cousins and Sam Bradford's of the worlds, and and so I I guess going back to Dak, I can see how he would want that, right? Because he's like an above, he's definitely above average as a quarterback. No, he's, a, he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. So yeah. is he an well, elite quarterback? Does he deserve Patrick Mahomes' money? Probably not. No. Well, speaking well, he, of he get- these other contracts coming out, and he's like, what the heck, Jerry? Well, speaking right. of elite quarterbacks, we're gonna have to pay Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his guy, we're gonna have to after next year. He's gonna have to sign. Yeah, we got some big contracts coming up with Josh Allen, uh, Trey White, yep. fifth-year yeah. option. No one, no one thinks Trey's gonna be gone after next year. I, I get that sense too, and I, and I can't blame Trey White. Trey White, you know, sorry, Stephon Gilmore. Trey White is the best defensive cornerback in the league, and you can argue he's the best defensive player in the league. So if he wants to get his big payday, 
I can't blame the guy. It. Yeah. I think I I think it could be that the Bills offered to pay him this year and he said no and he held out to see if he could make more money. Um, He's better himself. I, I can't hate that. Or he could be holding off and just giving it another year and saying, nah, I don't think I'm going to stay in Buffalo. So I just really hope the Bills have a really big year and he wants to stay. Yeah. So, I mean, Absolutely. he wants to spotlight the Bills. Well, he's going to perform, and if he puts up another season like he did last year, we're going to have to pay him probably more than any other quarterback. No, we're going we're gonna to have to pay him regardless. But, like, I got the move. Like, if they were offered him to pay him this year and he turned it down, like, I got the move because I thought he was going to wait and see, like, Ramsey, what he would make, and, like, um, all those other players. And then he would say, okay, I want to be the highest paid player. You're going to have to outpay all these guys. But then they just used the fifth-year option, so that made me a little nervous if he would have, like, just said, no, I don't want a contract right now. I don't know. Made me nervous. Yeah, it's, it seems like he's going to test the water, so we'll yeah. see. So that, that, that makes this season – it better happen. That makes this season even more important for the Bills. Big time. Because we, get, we got what it takes to make it all the way. We really do. Mm-hmm. I am very excited for this year. Yeah. And would figure this would be the year, if we don't have fans, that we have a home playoff game and I can't go. Oh my gosh! Oh, after all these years too of you know yeah. not having a home playoff game, what was it? Nineteen ninety four, ninety five was the last time. It's been a long time. Long time. Yeah. Was it? It might have been even earlier than that. I don't even know. Well, for a home game. That's what I mean. Last home game. I, I want to say ninety five against the Dolphins. I, I think that was the last time they had a home playoff game. <sighs> yeah, that was so nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, but if they start the NFL later, that would stink. Because then you got the home opener would be in like October, November. It's gonna be cold. It would, but if 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 they do like, that, they can still secure a full season. I'll t- yeah. you, know, I'll t- you gotta take it, but God, that would stink. I just think, I think we're gonna be in a scenario for a good while in all sports where we're not gonna have fans, and. I hate to say it for you guys, but I think that includes you guys and the Bills Mafia. Yeah, I agree. I got a feeling it's going to be a long time until we have fans again. And I, I could see a scenario as well where they have to, they do a gradual step in where you can have fans, but they still got a social distance. So you have to have a fan every like three, four seats, which is not the same either. Or maybe if you have the antibody, you get a card and you can go in the game. You got to get scanned, like, you know, just like the metal detectors. Yeah, because then people would be forging stuff and everything. Or... Well, they're, like, building those things in airports right now. Yeah. They got to figure out something. There's so much money to be made. Yeah, that's why I, I – I, going back to the SEC, I, I think football, football above all, above all the sports, they want the money. They, they want it so bad. They're going to figure out a way to play games. Now, yeah, that can be without fans, but they're going to figure out a way to play games. Yeah, and like you said – Football it might not be in September. They have the most no. time to kind of prepare for this and set something up where they can still have games. Because even if they don't have fans, they're making money off of those games. So the mm-hmm. NFL kind of and the NCAA football kind of lucked out being in the oh, offseason when all this happened. So big time. And take that. But yeah, I, I think we're going to be in a world where games are going to be in different weird times. You know, I'm not a NASCAR guy, but you know NASCAR's coming back soon. And I guess their schedule, they're going to race on, like, Sundays and Wednesday and then go back again on Sunday to try to cram races in. That's going to be the same thing with other sports. Like, baseball is probably going to have a bunch of doubleheaders, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. They got to be bringing back golf, right? You can social distance with golf. 
Yeah, the, the PGA came out with that schedule with, you know, different yeah. events. I think it starts in June. The Masters is moved to November. Yeah, so, November Masters is going to be weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. No they, fans, and I think Brooks Kepka was complaining. He's like, well, now all these fans, it's going to take us so much longer to find our golf balls. Golf ball, yeah, that's true. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah welcome, welcome to my world, bros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I went golfing today. Oh, not did you? you? Yeah, not good. Did not shoot good, but <laughs> – it felt good to get out there. I'm dying yeah. to go golfing, man. I got to play. Yeah, Let's me dream and about it. Went out, so. Shot 18, walked 18. I think it was the first time in Brett's life he actually walked 18 holes. Right, good for him. <laughs> yeah, definitely good for him. Yeah, so. um, all right, well, that's pretty much everything I wanted to get through. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add we can talk about? Uh, no, not much else I can think of. You guys been watching that Last Dance documentary? Oh, The Last Dance, yeah. Hopefully yeah. I get home in time for it. So, yeah, how do you feel about that? I'm a little, like, I like like I like it, but mm -hmm. they're just all over the place. Like, they'll start off in the last season, the weird and then structure. they're on Jordan's rookie season, and then Dennis Rodman is with the Pistons, then he's with the Bulls, then he's with the Pistons, then he's going to Vegas, and it's just, like, they're not really following a timeline, which is kind of like annoying to me. I but guess it's I, I don't know how you could follow a timeline if it's going to be more than just about Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like True. if you're going to do a, if you're going to do profiles on Scotty and Dennis and Phil Jackson and Krause and the whole gang, then you can't really do it chronologically. You, you would lose the audience. I think. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, also it, weird because you have like an episode about Mike, an episode about Scotty, an episode. Of, I think that's well. What, that's what they basically. That's doing. what they're doing. That's what they yeah, did. But, but it's like, but it all, it always comes back to Mike. Obviously. Well, as it should. Yeah. yeah. It's just to, me, to me, the documentary is great because all, all the stories that he is now opening up about, you know, I love that yeah. story, you know, game five, when he hit the shot against Cleveland and he basically said, go, MF, you, you MFers go home, go home. And how he mm -hmm. hated the reporters because they all picked Cleveland to win. Like that's the competitive uh, drive and the, the killer instinct that Jordan had, like where every game mattered. Yeah. So that's the parts of the documentary I love when you get those Jordan stories. Yeah, the doc's great. I think it's really cool to kind of like relive this and stuff that we've heard about and not necessarily seen in these kind of um, setups and hear Michael actually talking about it and hear, their, hear all the players talking about it is really cool. But another thing that's weird about it is the interview setups are weird. A lot of them are well, completely different. They're, they're not really like – following any sort of i'm not sure who shot it but it's just a weird setup i'm speaking i guess more film form because that's what i do but um it's all Christopher kind of Maddox, Russo, i'm a big fan of his he's got a serious show he actually did an interview with the director it's the same director that did that fab five documentary on the okay. michigan team yeah yeah and so yeah he basically had to go all around and do all these different interviews and like interviewed jordan like three different times that's why you see jordan in different outfits sometimes so I get that artistically it might be a little different, but when you get Michael Jordan over 20 years later, looking at an iPad yeah. of Isaiah Thomas and his, and, and I his, like that though. Like, like I, I like love they, that. Like he yeah, still yeah. hates Isaiah. Like that's awesome. Yeah, I know. He just holds those grudges. Oh it's yeah. That, that, that's, what, that's the beauty in sports right there. Yeah. Well, for real. He is a liar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's and, bullshit. and the thing that they, they, he tried to say was, well, the Celtics did it when we beat the Celtics in Auburn, you know, Auburn Hills right. Palace. Well, the reason why the Celtics left that they didn't say in the documentary is because the fans were going to rush the court and probably beat them up, which happened a lot in the 70s. 
So, like, Isaiah conveniently left that out. Right. That's how it should be, I think. Just free for all. I think the fans should just be allowed to go out and beat up the other players. It's like when, like, in the, in the 1970s in baseball, like, you'd see, like, you know, a game-winning home run for the Yankees, and they have to, like, fight off guys <laughs> as they get home play. Yeah. Man, it should be. Uh, We're paying them enough. But, yeah, I mean, overall, yeah, I do like the documentary, and I do like those. Like, they showed, yeah, they showed that thing with uh, Isaiah Thomas, and then they showed, like, what um, Michael Jordan had said about Rodman. He kind of gave the phone to, he's like, here's what Michael said about that trip to Vegas. Well, yeah, the, yeah just the Vegas story was incredible. That, hey, Vegas yeah, story. Fly to Vegas. Kinda, if you watch the 30 for 30 on Dennis Rodman, you kind of saw a little bit of that backstory yep. Thing. so um but yeah it is cool to see them all tied together and get their perspectives on it and stuff definitely so yeah, overall I'm, uh, yeah i'm gonna watch it tonight and, and look we don't have live sports so we need something so i'm glad i'm glad they're doing it this way where it's like you know every sunday i have something to look forward to yeah, yeah i'm surprised i'm surprised they're doing two episodes a night i figured they well they're getting six million out. people watching an episode so I it's worth they want to stretch it out as long as they could yeah. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that we get games in June here or something soon. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm no. afraid. In, like, in what is it like out there in Vegas? Because I know we're supposed to have word May 15th, but I'm sure May 15th they're going to tell us wait another two weeks. But how, same thing. We, we had thing. our we had our stay at home order moved to May 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I'm a teacher, so school shut down for the rest of the year. So I do all the the work online and just send kids work. So it's very similar to how things are being run in New York State from what I can see comparison-wise in terms of how the governors are handling it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm essential. I'm right there on the front line saving lives. I go to work every day. Absolutely. Heck yeah, man. You're, wel- you're welcome, America. <laughs> the hero we need. Yeah, and the one you deserve. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully by June. Gosh. Oh. I'm I'm optimistic that NBA Disney World story gave me hope. Like I was thinking, yeah, oh my god, gonna, I'm not gonna have sport. We're not gonna sport the rest of the year. I'm I'm starting to get more optimistic. I mean, the first like televised game. <laughs> I don't care what it is. It's gonna be oh, awesome. I can't wait. They, yeah. it could be, I don't care what it is. I'm betting. I know. I'm yeah, betting. I don't care. It, it could be the Thunder versus whoever. I don't care. I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It could be tennis. Oh yeah. Give me give me a little. I, why don't they do tennis? It's two people. Yeah, but you gotta you still gotta have the, the ref, the ball, the ball people, you got people filming it, like you know, you have to have an announcer. It's everything's more than just two people. So tell me how is WWE termed essential and you can't do like golf and they live in their own world, man. Well, and again, not to get political, but that's you know, Florida allowed that, like these southern states. The reason why NASCAR's coming back, for example, North Carolina's gonna have a race, I think it's in two weeks. These southern states are saying, hey, we need this. This is essential. Yeah, so the Masters is in Augusta. That's south. That's Georgia. They're open. Yeah, but the Masters, you know the Masters. They're, they're their own entity. They're, they're not going to. And they, they want people there. Yeah. It's like the Kentucky Derby, too. Because like, they're running all these, like, other yeah, races. Yesterday was the Arkansas Derby. Like, there's yeah, so, like. But even that, like, I watched that. You know, not that I'm a big horse racing fan, but even that's weird. You see the the jockeys and everyone in masks. Right. Like, just a weird scene. Yeah, like they could have done the Kentucky Derby, but I think they just they want it to be the Kentucky you, Derby. Yeah, you want the pomp and circumstance. Yeah, you want with looks and all that. Stuff. Yeah. I might go. I need to do something. 
that's like my, my dad called me the other day and he goes, well, what's the first sporting event you're looking forward to coming back to? And I couldn't even give him an answer because who knows what the crowds, but whatever it is, that first time yeah. I'm back at a sporting event, oh, blessed. Yeah, to have yeah. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. I hope it happens. Like, it will. Just think about, like, tip off at, at the NBA game, like, here we go. And, like, when a tip gets thrown, oh, man. Well, there won't be a crowd. But if there was a crowd, <laughs> they'd be good. Yeah, see, what, what's, what's going to happen is we're going to embrace it and love it. And then after we get through, like, a game or two, we're like, oh, this sucks. We need <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to be like, this is really boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I might have to buy one of those uh, virtual, like, Oculus. Reality. So you can, like, sit courtside on those ones. Oh well, I mean, they were talking about putting in the fake crowd noises and the and the cardboard people. They should, like, do it yeah. everywhere. Like, trick yeah, like thinking it. One of the, I think it's uh, the Premier League. They're gonna have like you know cardboard cutouts of fans to put in the stands. Yeah. So I think things like that are gonna happen. Yeah. They're doing it in I'm Japan for baseball. Yeah. There was a walk-off home run in like extra innings, and you just heard the crowd going nuts, and they just showed up these <laughs> cardboard, cardboard people. cutouts of people. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like the NFL draft. Like, you know, in the beginning, it was kind of funny. Oh, Goodell, he's, he's getting booed by everybody on the TV. But then after about 20 minutes, I was like, oh, I'm tired of this. Like, I, I, need, I really need liked it. I liked the Did virtual you? draft. I thought it was cool. I hated it. I hated it. Probably because I'm in Vegas and I knew what it was supposed right. to be. But, uh, I thought, was especially with Goodell, I just thought it was oh, so cringeworthy. Like, God. I thought that was funny, though. Like, here's my m and He's like a robot up there. Oh, my God. It's great. I was laughing so hard. Oh, he's such a doofus. Yeah, he is. So awkward. Like, yeah. And he he's loves not, being on camera. He's hire somebody to, like, do all that stuff for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me hug you on camera now. Like, oh, that was so, so awkward. Yeah, that was so bad. Like, what are you doing, man? In the beginning, he did, like, the stand-up routine, too. Like, he was, like, Jay Leno or, you know, Jimmy Kimmel or something. It's like, I what know. are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, we need sports back. Yeah. I, and sports is so bad. I watched a stone skipping, stone skipping competition on ESPN yesterday. The Ocho. <laughs> yeah, it was ESPN, the Ocho. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I have to do. And yeah. I, watched, I watched Tetris the other day, too. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm trying to find old games that I didn't know existed because, you know, it's, it's I, watching a game that you already know happened. Right. So, like, for example, I, you know, the whole Jordan, you know, last dance thing. In 1987, they played an alumni game between Carolina and UCLA. I had no idea this game existed. Like, there was guys, like, from the 1950s and 1960s, their old gray hair, guts out. And Jordan's out there. He's in the prime of his career, and he's dunking over these guys. <laughs> going full court press. Like, it was awesome to watch. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. Don't I tell me. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link. Like, Dick Don't Vitale did, did the game. It was a great watch. I saw that on Twitter, a bunch of highlights of that going on. But then they, they limited to how many points he could score, right? Well, uh, Dean Smith and John Wooden coached it, which is another cool thing. And I think they, they had, like, 25 players per team. So they had yeah. to, like, get in so many players. Right. And, right. That was, and that was just when Reggie Miller was drafted by the Pacers and Miller being from UCLA. Yeah. So Miller's this cocky rookie, and Jordan's going right up at him saying, okay, let's go. So, it, yeah. like, trying to find old games like that, that's what my, my goal is now until we get live sports, finding games that I didn't know existed. Yeah, that's fun. That's a good thought. I'm going to have to look into that yeah. for sure. If you find any good ones, just send me the link. For sure. All right, boys. Well, Kofod, it was a pleasure having you on. Pleasure, gonna, guys. Pleasure. We are definitely going to have to have you on again. Um, very good insights. I think this went very well. So Thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks hey, for coming on. Stay absolutely. safe out there in uh, Vegas. Yes. All right. You guys as well.
All right. So logging off, New Era Mafia. You guys stay safe out there. We'll catch you real soon. All right, later. See you.